Lake Effect brings you conversations about what's happening in Milwaukee and the people, places, and organizations that shape our community. This is Lake Effect Spotlight from WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR. In the 1920s, amidst an international pandemic, rising rates of tuberculosis and smallpox, and racial disparities in health outcomes, the Black Cross nurses were founded. The Black Cross nurses trained black people to become traveling nurses that met the needs of black residents across the Western Hemisphere that were ignored by establishment public health institutions. Do for Self, the story of Milwaukee's Black Cross nurses is a new exhibit at the Wisconsin Black Historical Society, and it chronicles the foundation of the Black Cross nurses here in Milwaukee. Lake Effect Sam Woods visited the exhibit to learn about the nurses from museum staff, as well as meet with today's health workers who see themselves in the exhibit. Vanessa Johnson was born two months early, at just over two pounds. Her mother was visiting Milwaukee during the 4th of July, when she went into labor, while everyone around her dismissed her concerns. And so, as you can suspect, she's coming here to just enjoy the holiday, and she went into labor. And no one believed her. They didn't think she was um, in labor. They told my father that he can go back to Indiana because my mother's just constipated. And so she was left to be alone in a hospital room, laboring for hours at a time. And it wasn't until about eight hours or so later that the doctor finally came in the room to check on her and they could see me, I was coming out. And so it was, they were frantic and like, oh my goodness, and um, I was born. Today, Vanessa is a reproductive health lactation nurse, doula birth worker, and yoga instructor with an emphasis on prenatal and postpartum health. She says that she chose this work due to her birth story and how her mother was largely left alone and ignored while Vanessa was born. And so in, a, in an unfamiliar place, it'll prepare, not being listened to. And as a black woman, you know, birthing in the 70s, the idea of not being listened to, your voice not being heard, is still continuing to this day. And so I really felt like somehow, some way, if I could provide a sense of peace in that moment for other families, then like job well done. But when I met Vanessa, she was fighting back tears of joy. As we were both learning about Milwaukee's long history of black health care workers volunteering to provide medical care for black residents and combat racial disparities in health outcomes over 100 years ago. We were at the Wisconsin Black Historical Society Museum's new exhibit, Do for Self, the story of Milwaukee's Black Cross nurses. The exhibit chronicles the foundation and story of the Milwaukee chapter of the Black Cross nurses which was a group of black nurses dedicated to providing public health services to black people, with chapters in Milwaukee, as well as places as far away as Nova Scotia and Panama. But before we get into the Milwaukee chapter of the Black Cross Nurses, and Vanessa's connection to them, we need to establish some context, starting a little over a hundred years ago, with Marcus Garvey and the UNIA. Fellow citizens of Africa, I greet you in the name of the Universal Negro Improvement Association, and African Communities League of the World. You may ask, what organization is that? It is for me to inform you that the Universal Negro Improvement Association is an organization that seeks to unite into one solid body the 400 million Negroes of the world. That's Marcus Garvey speaking in 1921 about the goals of a new organization he had founded, the Universal Negro Improvement Association, or UNIA. 
Starting in Garvey's home country of Jamaica, the long-term goals of the UNIA centered on political and economic autonomy for the black diaspora and encouraged a self-reliant black nationalism. This is where the exhibit's Do For Self title comes from. Now, at the same time that the UNIA was getting going and Marcus Garvey was recording this speech in the early 1920s, the need for adequate public health services was impossible to ignore. Every year in America, there are more than 100,000 new cases of tuberculosis. Of all infectious diseases, tuberculosis is still the greatest killer. Tuberculosis, measles, and smallpox remain prevalent, and the flu pandemic of 1918 caught the world by surprise in a manner similar to COVID-19, leading to thousands of people dying and the widespread use of masks and social distancing. Public health institutions like the American Red Cross were in place to aid in these emergencies. But black people did not receive the same level of care as white people from these types of establishment institutions. So, in 1920, Henrietta Vinton Davis, a UNIA member and follower of Marcus Garvey, founded the first chapter of the Black Cross Nurses in Philadelphia. Soon, Black Cross Nurse chapters popped up in conjunction with the UNIA all over North and Central America and the Caribbean. As Claiborne Benson, historian and executive director of the Wisconsin Black Historical Society, explains, the Black Cross nurses took Garvey's do-for-self idea and applied it to public health. They performed regular home and hospital visits, administered needed medicine, and cared for pregnant women and new mothers who were ignored by establishment health institutions. The Black Cross nurses served that purpose by going to their homes, by uh, treating them in their beds and uh, and and caring for the issues that existed inside their house that makes their wellness becoming reality through clean house and through dishwashers and children. And, but they did even more than that. Many of them delivered babies and they, uh, they brought medicines from the drugstore to solve people's problems. They did all sorts of things because they actually cared about the people themselves. They saw it as... Uh, being part of the Marcus Garvey movement, number one, and number two, helping to solve the problems of our people, and that being health issues, tuberculosis, when others did not want to or were reluctant to uh, treat our people. Milwaukee would get its chapter of the Black Cross Nurses in 1921, when Hattie Fountain, a member of Milwaukee's UNIA chapter, started organizing volunteers to start a chapter here. Not only did Hattie start the chapter, but she kept detailed notes of the nurses' activities here in Milwaukee, which provide the basis for the exhibit on now at the Wisconsin Black Historical Society. In her diary, Hattie describes making house calls, seeing people in her home, and traveling to hospitals to visit people sick with various ailments. She also documents going to the train station to give smallpox inoculations, how the Black Cross nurses perform services similar to birth doulas, who would guide people through caring for themselves during pregnancy, as well as organize mutual aid for new mothers. The diary also described day-to-day -day life working for the UNIA, from cataloging membership certificates and meeting notes to stories of police raids in her home. As Wisconsin Black Historical Society Program Director Jamila Benson explains, this type of day-to-day -day documentation of Black Cross nurse activities in the 1920s is rare anywhere, despite the organization having chapters in dozens of countries. It's really exciting. There are historians who are going to find out that this is actually written and want to know more about it. I um, want to read what she wrote. 
um, because in my in my studies and in my research about Black Cross nurses, there's very little. Um, there's information on um, Lady Davis who started the Black Cross nurses, but to talk about an individual nurse and her day-to-day activity is really rare. The Black Cross nurses continued this work in Milwaukee until the early 1950s, when Wisconsin Senator Joseph McCarthy started fueling anti-communist suspicions nationwide. Here he is making a speech in Rhinelander, Wisconsin, using, quote, lumberjack tactics to hack away at alleged communist activity. As long as I am in the Senate, this task is not going to become a dainty task. If anyone wants to come in and remove them in some dainty fashion, they're welcome to it. But in the absence of that, if lumberjack tactics are the only kind of tactics that crowd understands and take my word for it, those are the kind of tactics we're going to use on them, as long as there is one there endangering the lives of 150 million American people. Now, McCarthy tended to focus his tirades in the early 1950s on supposed communist infiltration of U.S. government agencies and the military, not in the UNIA or Black Cross nurses specifically. However, over the years, his continued rhetoric fueled suspicion of these secret communist agents lurking everywhere. And Claiborne said that this caused the Black Cross nurses to fade away in Milwaukee because they feared becoming political prisoners. There were Black Cross nurses all the way through the 1950s. Uh, And it's the McCarthy era that brings the fear in people and they stop attending meetings. I can't tell you that they were Black Cross nurses, uh, during that period of time, but they were members of the Marcus Garvey movement and they stayed true to Marcus Garvey. How could you not when you get slogans like, up you mighty race, be strong, take care of yourself, do for self. These are words of significance to African Americans and they respected and appreciated them, but they did not want to go to jail. Because the uh, the FBI and other government agencies would press people with, what are you doing? What are you guys saying in this meeting? That kind of thing. And that, and that's the one thing that stopped the movement. Now that's in the early 1950s, early, early 1950s, but throughout the 30s and the 40s, uh, the Marcus Garvey movement is still alive. But if you ask Vanessa Johnson, who we met at the beginning of the segment, about the impact of the Black Cross nurses, she'd say their lessons and their experience live on. Beginning from her birth, where her mother did not receive adequate health care, to her work now as a nurse and doula, Johnson saw herself in the exhibit. She saw herself in both the obstacles that she and the Black Cross nurses faced, and in their shared resolution to improve Black health outcomes. Across the health sector, you know, the disparities are through the roof. And so, you know, it's important to, to know the history, to know about all of the the pioneers who came before us so that we can continue to do this work because it is it is um it can it can weigh heavy on your heart your spirit on your mental health um but to know that we are again from the work that was done that we have made strides that we have uh, made advances but to know that there's still so much more to do we have to we have to keep pushing and we have to keep fighting and so that 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 really drives me where um, I think there's a quote that says, you know, like, we are our ancestors' wildest dreams, right? And so we can't give up. We have to keep going. Do for Self, the story of Milwaukee's Black Cross nurses, 
is now on display at the Wisconsin Black Historical Society. For Lake Effect, I'm Sam Woods. That was the Wisconsin Black Historical Society's Claiborne and Jamila Benson, as well as Vanessa Johnson, registered nurse and doula through her business, A Miracle Happened. Do for Self, the story of Milwaukee's Black Cross Nurses is a new exhibit at the Wisconsin Black Historical Society. You can find more interviews like this one by visiting wuwm.com slash lake effect. And while you're there, subscribe to the Lake Effect Spotlight podcast.